Let's pray. Lord, may the words of this song be the prayer on our hearts today. As we enter this new day, this new week, as we enter this new year, may it indeed be a day, a week, and a year when we call on you and when we earnestly seek you. And may we say in all sincerity, in all humility, from the depths of our soul, take everything else, Lord, but give me Jesus. I pray in his holy name. Amen. My, hasn't it been good to be in the Lord's house today? We've been able to sing praises. We've heard, uh, already heard uh, two encouraging uh, uh, messages uh, from our uh, leaders. Uh, it's been good to be here. Uh, I wanted to start out by saying Happy New Year. They've already done it. I, uh, I still hope that we can uh, say that and greet each other. Uh, it is a new year. It is new beginnings. And I don't know, there's just uh, something uh, special about starting out a new year. It just gives us a feeling of being able to start over, of having uh, new beginnings, turning over a new leaf, however we want to say it. I think it's uh, especially good this uh, year that we can start it out on Sunday. We don't get to do that uh, every uh, New Year's Day, but it's good that we can uh, start out this Sunday worshiping uh, the Lord. There is excitement in the air. I, I agree with uh, Drew and uh, 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 with uh, the rest of the people here. I, I'm, I'm excited about what's going on uh, at our church. Uh, it is uh, a year of, of new beginnings for us. When we look at uh, what God's doing with us, we have new ministries that we have, uh, have uh, begun. And some of our existing ministries that we've had for years is taking on new looks. Our vision to reach the community has new meaning and new purpose uh, because of new outreach programs uh, that, uh, that we have started and, and enacted. Uh, a new facelift is taking place on some of our uh, buildings and some of our rooms in our buildings. Uh, we have uh, uh, up-to-date uh, modern uh, equipment that we're going to have uh, installed that's going to uh, add to and enhance uh, our worship and make it uh, more meaningfully. We have a, a new uh, elder leadership team that will allow a more systematic approach to the teaching of the Bible truths that God would have us to continue to proclaim in this place. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about the possibility of every one of us going deeper in the Word of God than we have ever, ever gone before. And yes, we have a new pastor. 
And I'm excited about that. A young pastor, a man that is called of God, a man that is filled with the Holy Spirit of God, with many gifts that God has given him uh, to fulfill the ministerial responsibilities uh, that he has. He's a man that is full of the love of God and is full of love for the people uh, of God. And I want to say he's a man that I respect and that I love greatly. Yes, there are fresh opportunities uh, that are awaiting us as we go into 2017. And I believe by the help of our great and gracious God that we are going to, to experience many, many wonderful things for the honor and glory of the Lord this next year. I am excited. Well, the beginning of a new year, uh, as has already been said, and the, uh, the fact that we sometimes say, well, we have a, we have a clean slate, we're able to, to start again, we're able to uh, uh, look, and, uh, look at the life and, uh, and differently than what we have looked at it before. Uh, this is the reason that millions and millions of people every year make what we call New Year's resolutions. Now, if you'll recall, uh, either last year or the year before last, I talked to you about making New Year's resolutions. And uh, we said then that uh, this is not a new thing. It's not something that's just come along uh, in our lifetime. New Year's resolutions were, uh, were made uh, uh, by the Babylonians over 3,000 years ago. So uh, the, the customs of making rev resolutions or making commitments or setting goals uh, when the new year uh, starts goes way back. You, you wonder uh, why is it that we make New Year's resolutions uh, on this particular day? Uh, what, what is there uh, about it? Uh, I don't think that there's uh, really any difference uh, between uh, 11.59 p.m. on December the 31st, 2016 and 12.01 a.m. January the 1st, 2017. I don't think that as the clock strikes 12 that there's any particular magical or mystical thing that takes place. But nevertheless, we are all uh, involved uh, sometimes in making New Year's resolutions. During the week, uh, I was able to read some things uh, concerning this from a website uh, that is uh, uh, called Got Questions. It's a Christian website, uh, and it had an article uh, that was uh, concerning uh, the New Year's resolutions. It said... Uh, what, uh, and the question was, what sort of New Year's resolutions should a Christian make? And uh, had some very interesting uh, facts uh, concerning Christians uh, being involved in making New Year's resolutions. And I'm going to share some of those things that are in that article uh, with you through the course of, uh, of the message this morning. But you know, the Bible doesn't really say yay or nay, yes or no, 
uh, concerning the concept of making New Year's resolutions. However, in many passages uh, in God's Word, we are challenged to set spiritual goals in our attempt to live and be more like Jesus. Paul specifically challenges us in his letter to the uh, church of Philippi. In Philippians, the third chapter, Paul says in the seventh verse, he says, I once thought these things were valuable. Now, let's pause for a minute. Well, what are you talking about, Paul? What things are you talking about? Well, if you back up a little bit to verse 5, you will find what Paul was talking about. You will find what his goals were early on in life. And in verse 5, he says, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blood citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew, if there was ever one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish laws. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness... I obeyed the law without fault. Now, these were some of the things that Paul was placing emphasis on in his life. Those were his, what we might say, older goals. These were things uh, that he had committed himself to. These were things that he had resolved to accomplish uh, and do in his life. But we realize, as Paul says, that these were misguided goals. These were, these uh, uh, directions, the direction that he was going was, uh, was misdirected and he had to change. And then he says, continuing the scriptures, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I can gain Christ and become one with him. Now, Paul's goals, Paul's resolutions, as we might say, drastically changed, and it was because of an encounter that he had with the Lord Jesus Christ. He became, uh, if you might say, having tunnel vision as to wanting to develop his relationship uh, with Christ. He continues in verse 10 as he says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. 
My, what tremendous goals Paul is expressing here in these verses of Scripture. His goals changed from that of, uh, of the uh, old life that he was living. Uh, he has new resolve. And what, are the, what is that resolve? No Christ Jesus, my Lord. I would like to gain Christ and become one with him. I want to experience the mighty power that God, uh, that, that uh, God has raised him from the dead with. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. <clears throat> These were his new aspirations. These were the, the tremendous things that Paul had as a goal uh, to accomplish in his spiritual life. Those are, are things that you and I must consider today. These, are, these should be the same goals, the same aspirations in our life as Christians today. It is important that we realize that with the, the new year and the new challenges and the new things that are facing us, that first of all, we ought to attend to our own deep spiritual relationship with our Heavenly Father. And we can use these things that Paul has said here as an example. And we must use those as if we have New Year's resolutions, though these must be the, the way and the direction uh, that uh, we are going. Uh, Paul continues in verse 12 as, he, as, he, as the, the human aspect of his life comes out and, uh, and, and, he, and he challenges us uh, in, in this. He says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things. I don't mean to tell you that I have, that I have uh, accomplished uh, that that I desire or that I have already reached perfection, he says. But I press on to possess that perfection for, uh, for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. My, what a tremendous statement Paul has made and what a what a tremendous uh, challenge uh, he is is giving uh, to us in these words uh, uh, here uh, I, I, we were we are able to join Paul in saying no I've not accomplished uh, these things I've not I've not reached that point that I want in my life but I am uh, looking to that time that I can allow the Lord Jesus Christ uh, to possess me and to use me into that point of Christian living uh, that will bring honor and glory uh, to his name. He continues, he said, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Paul says so simply and so honestly here, I've not, I've not made that accomplishment yet. I've not done what I really, really and truly want to do. But he says, here is my focus. 
Here is that that I have my, uh, my goal, that I have my eyes uh, directed upon. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. In a sermon written uh, by Dr. Stan Coffey, a sermon entitled, A New Beginning for a New Year, he addresses uh, uh, this issue of, of uh, forgetting the past or of going, going back in uh, our, our lives and uh, seeing those things that uh, we need to uh, accomplish uh, for God and how that we are to do that. He says before we can begin a new year, we need to put the old year behind us. Only as we forgive others and forgive ourselves can we have a happy new year. In order to begin a new year, he continues, we must first make peace with our past and the relationships that have been broken through unforgiveness. Dr. Coffey here is, is getting down to the reality of, of where you and I live uh, today. Uh, this, is, this is where the, the rubber meets the road. This, this is where it gets down to uh, uh, our, our everyday lives and how we are able uh, to, to live uh, the, the victorious life that God would have us live. He, we're, we're, we're not talking about uh, surface things. We're not talking about a New Year's resolution that, that means, that means uh, uh, losing weight or, or uh, changing our eating habits or, uh, or our uh, uh, old habits that, uh, that we have formed in, in uh, years past. Uh, we're not talking about surface things. We're talking about things of the heart, things of the soul, our inner being, uh, this is where uh, and how we worship God. This is how we commune with God. This is the real you. This is the real us. And, uh, and uh, Dr. Coffey continues. He says, thank God that because of Jesus Christ and the fact uh, that he is reaching out to us with his love, whatever has happened to us in the past can be put behind us. If something has happened to you in your youth or something happened in your past or in some other relationship, he says, and it continues to hurt you and hurt your heart, then that resentment, that hurt, that brokenness is in control of your life and it is on your back. It is like a heavy burden that weighs you down. But thank God, the Bible talks about how to get yesterday off our back as we look at what God's Word has to say uh, uh, concerning these things 
then we know what God would have us to do and how he wants us to act. The scripture uh, from Ephesians, the, the fourth chapter and the 31st verse, addresses this kind of, of uh, uh, experience in our life, this kind of living that God would have us do. The scripture says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Paul talks about getting rid of those things yet in, uh, yesterday, about getting those things off of us and so that uh, we can have a complete, honest, sincere relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and this is the challenge that he gives us today, that we look deep into our soul and we see those things and we be honest with ourselves and we be honest with God and we be honest with one another and, that, and we meet these things as God and his word instructs us uh, to meet them and then we, are, uh, then we are going to be able to face the future in the way that God would have us face it. Paul concludes, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. It is his desire, he says, that I may go on, that I may put the past behind me, that I may deal with these things that are burdening me down and keeping me from excelling and keeping me from enjoying the Christian life that God has for me. And so the challenge is for us today that we may look at what Paul is saying and that we may put those things behind us and deal with them in the right way. When a Christian does make New Year's resolutions, what kind of resolutions should it be? I've read uh, just this week that, that probably the uh, number one New Year's resolution uh, is to lose weight. It seems like that uh, everybody uh, around the first of the year uh, after the uh, holidays and all, uh, decides suddenly uh, that I, I, I've got to lose weight. I think uh, that most of all, uh, most all of us uh, kind of fall into that category. Uh, I, I read a story this week of, of an elderly couple. Uh, the uh, uh, husband was in the, the bathroom. He was on the scales, and his wife walked by, saw him on the scales, and uh, and she said to herself, look, look, look at that man. He, he, he's standing on the scales. He's sucking in his stomach, and he thinks that it's going to help him lose weight. And uh, so she cried out to him, and she said, don't, don't you know that sucking your stomach in on the scales is not going to help you at all? And his reply was, oh, oh yes, it is. Uh, I can see the numbers on the scales now. So we all have New Year's resolutions that, uh, that uh, deal with these things. But other resolutions 
and other commitments uh, that are made uh, that are high on the list. We read them in, in a list uh, is, is I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop gambling. I'm going to uh, uh, money, manage my money a little bit better. I'm going to uh, spend some more time uh, uh, with my uh, family. I believe another one uh, that uh, we look at it that's that's on our list, uh, very high on our list, is uh, exercise. Everybody decides that we're going to go on a, an exercise uh, program. Uh, well, th that's good. We all need to uh, uh, be healthier, uh, and we need to certainly uh, take care of ourselves, and we need to exercise. But do you know that this is one thing that the Bible does say a little bit about? You read in uh, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4 and verse 8, uh, the Apostle Paul gives instructions concerning uh, exercise and concerning putting, putting it in uh, perspective. The Scripture says, For physical training is of some value. Listen to it. Is of some value. But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Paul is saying uh, to here, uh, here to us, yeah, that yes, uh, physical exercise has some value. But we need to keep it in perspective. I know some people uh, whose, whose their exercise program is almost their God. Their entire life is caught up uh, in that, and it is good. We we need to we need to take care of ourselves. That's true, but it it must be in perspective. But because godliness as a goal has value for all things, the Scripture says, holding promise both to the present life and to the life to come. Well. Most New Year's resolutions, uh, even uh, among Christians, uh, relate to some, some things that have to do with exercise or physical things, and we ought not to uh, let that be a priority for us. Do it? Yes. Many Christians make new resolutions. How many of you have made resolutions this year or intend to make New Year's resolutions? Well, not too many. I guess that wasn't a good question, huh? But most Christians do. What are, what are some of the uh, resolutions that Christians usually make? What's, what's, what do you think is one of them? What? Read the Bible more. What's another? Wow. Mm, I'm having to look for that on my list. I don't have it. Read the Bible more. Pray more, right? Attend church more regularly. Give more. And be more involved in church programs. Yes, these are the resolutions that we make. And uh, if any of you have set those as goals, uh, they're to be commended. Uh, I think that I think that we do uh, need to read the Bible more. I think that we that we do need to uh, be involved and more active in in church and what what God has for us. And so I encourage you, do that. 
we, we started here uh, a few months ago uh, with our prayer uh, saying that we were going to pray more regularly and we were, and we were uh, using uh, a certain program uh, 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 that we might uh, involve all of the people in our lives in prayer. And, they, and this is what we, uh, what we need to do. And so I say to you, uh, do that. Hang in there. These are fantastic goals. However, New Year's resolutions fail just as often uh, as uh, uh, the spiritual ones fail just as often as the non-spiritual ones because uh, there's, there's no power in a New Year's resolution. Uh, resolving to start or stop doing a certain activity has no value unless there is proper motivation uh, stopping and starting a, an activity uh, is, is, is not going to, uh, to uh, work in your life uh, unless, there is, uh, unless there is a reason uh, fi uh, for that. Um, and, and you just think about that. Uh, uh, why, why is it uh, that, we, that we have our, our, our resolutions? Why? Why do we say, I want to read the Bible more? What is, what is, what's the motivation uh, behind that? Is it uh, so that we can uh, really and truly grow uh, spiritually in our life? That we can honor uh, God uh, in doing that? It pleases God, we know. But is, is that the reason or is the reason... Why, you've just heard somebody say, we ought to do that. Or is the reason uh, th that you read the Bible uh, so that you might be able to say, oh, at the end of the year, I, I read the whole Bible. I've read through the whole Bible. And uh, uh, there's certain uh, uh, boasting uh, uh, that, that might uh, take place. What is, uh, what is the motivation uh, uh, behind it? What's the motivation behind uh, people wanting uh, uh, to lose weight? Uh, is it to take care of the body that God has given us? Is, that's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Is it, uh, uh, is it to honor God uh, with our body, our is the motivation vanity? Do we want to uh, say that we have a, a, a trim, uh, slim waistline, uh, that we look good in our clothes, uh, and that we can attract uh, other people's uh, attention? What's, uh, what's the motivation uh, uh, behind that? If, uh, it, is, it, if it is vanity, uh, in, in, indeed, uh, it is to honor ourselves and not uh, to honor God. Whenever we d have a goal, a spiritual goal, whenever we, if it's a resolution, if it's a uh, what, whatever uh, it might be, uh, the, the thing that drives it is the fact that uh, there must be the right motive behind it. And if we do have the right motive, then God is going to bless us because why? God is in it. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13 tells us, I can do 
everything. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, the, uh, we think about that in a, uh, normally in a, in a spiritual way. But everything that we do, whether it is a New Year's resolution or what it is, everything that we do, if God is with us, uh, then it can be accomplished. John chapter 15, verse 5, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If Christ is in it, if God is to be glorified and honored in whatever it is, then uh, it, uh, it can be accomplished. It has a chance for success. And uh, it depends on, on whether we have the right motives uh, or, or not. I, I want to leave with you this morning uh, some uh, different, a different approach to New Year's, making New Year's resolutions. These are things that were found in this, on this website. And I, I want us to, to look at those and, uh, and just uh, close with this. Um, if we are to make resolutions uh, as Christians, what should they be? And here are the suggestions. Number one, pray to the Lord for wisdom. James says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So we must pray for wisdom in regard to what resolutions, if any, he would have us. Listen, he would have us make. Number two, pray for wisdom as to how to fulfill the goals God gives you. Number three, rely on God's strength to help you. Be in him. Commit all to him. Make sure that God is with you and rely on his strength. Number four, find an accountability partner, a Christian friend, who will help you and encourage you. Number five, don't become discouraged with occasional failures. Instead, allow them to motivate you further. Number six, don't become proud or vain, but give God the glory. Psalm 37, verse 5 and six says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make you, your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Commit it to God. Commit your ways to the, the, to the Lord. Yes, new year. New beginnings, new resolutions, new determinations, new goals, new desires, new approach at, uh, at, at, at living life. As a church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are able 
by the presence and power and grace of God to look to the future. We are to trust our faithful God to go before us and to guide us. There are some tremendously exciting days before us. And as we put our hand in God's hand and ask him to lead us and guide us and direct us, we can believe that these things will come to pass because it is his will for this church and for our lives. A passage of scripture kept showing up this week, and I want to read it to you and close with this. In fact, as I was concluding uh, this message uh, in the early hours of the morning, I have a, an app on my phone uh, that gives me a verse of Scripture every day. Many of you have that. The, the Scripture comes in at about 11 o'clock in the morning uh, for the next day. And about that time last night, my, my phone uh, dinged and I looked at it. And it was this very same scripture that I had been meditating on and that I feel that God had challenged me to give to you today. It's found in Isaiah chapter 43. I'm going to begin reading at the 15th verse. The Bible says, I am the Lord, your holy one. Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. My, what some challenging words God has for Israel here. Remember who I am. Remember what I did. Remember how that when the uh, Egyptian army was bearing down on you, I provided a way. I opened the sea. I gave you a dry path uh, to go across uh, over. I took care of you. But in verse 18, he says this, but forget all that. It is nothing Compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields 
will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I say, these are God's word, words for us today. I say, God has great things in store, in store for us in this new year, 2017. I think that God has chosen us to do these things whatever they are in this community for the honor, for his honor and for his glory. And I say praise, all praise to God. This morning, my challenge to you is that whether it's a New Year's resolution, whether it is a goal, whether it is turning over a new leaf or whatever you want to call it, I challenge you as people of God to accept the recommendations of the Apostle Paul and let us go deeper with God than we've ever, ever gone before. Let us cry out, God, help us to know you. That I, Paul said, may know Jesus Christ in all of his fullness. If you're here today and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, you've never accepted him as your personal Savior, we want to give you the invitation to come forward now and receive him. If you are a child of God today and you feel an urge of the Holy Spirit of God to dedicate your life to him this New Year's Day more than you ever have before in all sincerity, then we want you to join us in the altar as we stand and sing a verse of an invitation at this time. Would you stand, please?